0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Keeping Pace podcast. I'm your host, Mike Moreau. Melanie Mirzo is my guest on this episode. Melanie is the creator of the Instagram account, Black Runners of the GTA. The page is aimed at promoting inclusivity and highlighting the melting pot that the Toronto running community is. We talk about why she created the page, her goals for the page, and how running has evolved for her. I enjoyed this conversation with Melanie, and I hope you do as well. Melanie, how are you today?
1: I'm doing I got a little nap, which is rare. So I'm happy and good.
0: (laughs) Naps are always great. And I know you have three kids, so that can't be easy to do. No. (laughs) I'm glad you got a little bit of rest time to yourself.
1: Yes. A little nap in between work and kids. (laughs)
0: Let's let me ask you first. uh, Tell me a little bit about your running background.
1: Well, when I was a young kid, um, around three or four, I was really good at sprints, (laughs) but um, things got sidetracked because I also have uh, chronic asthma. So I was hospitalized um, when I got like a cold or whatever it may be. Um, It was very hard to run, um, but I kept on going. But my mom was very persistent that I shouldn't run as much. So I used to do cross country and all that stuff. But even when I was doing cross country and more distance running, it was really hard difficult for me. Like my mom would always wait at the end of the finish line with like my asthma medication (laughs) ready for me. Um, So I kind of took a back seat when it came to running. When I got into high school, I focused more on music and art and stuff of that nature. And I didn't get back into running until much later after I saw my brother doing it. I thought, oh, man, that seems like so much fun. He did a marathon. He did a couple of marathons, half marathons, and he was always constantly running. And I thought, I want to do that one day. And I think I went to like an airport run with him where I could bring my whole entire family. And at that time, I had two kids. And I'm really like, oh, I really want to continue doing this. So that's when I got into running a lot more after my third child. At the end of mat leave, I started going into running much more intently.
0: I'm glad to hear You've, you've been able to get back into it. How are you managing your asthma now? Is that much better? It is much
1: better. I still do have asthma. Every time I go for a run or when I'm doing training, I always um, take my asthma medication beforehand um, because it's exercise induced asthma as well. But I managed it and I talked to my doctors and we have a treatment plan and everything is on board now. So and I think the last race that I did, I was raising money for Asthma Canada because I wanted people to know that even though you have asthma, you can still have an active lifestyle.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I myself have asthma. It was much worse when I was younger. It's a yeah. lot more manageable now. But I I got in the running much later. I don't know if you read or know any about my story. <laughs> I'm going
1: to definitely look into it
0: yeah i I started seriously running when I turned twenty five and have just stuck with it
1: nice, and I love it
0: yeah. i love so, it yeah i I do too, and I'm glad you got back into it again because it's it's clear that you loved it in high school, but unfortunately you weren't able to really continue with it.
1: No, <laughs> no. I, um, right. I I became more of a band geek, so I did band and art.
0: It, is that something you still
1: do on the side? When I have time, but time is very limited. But yes, um, I went to university originally for music and a minor in art, and then I switched out of it. But yeah, it was more time went into practicing and more on an artistic endeavor than
0: like athletics. That's awesome. We might we might come back to that later, but okay. first I want to let's get into why we're we both wanted to have this conversation. Is the Instagram page? It's called Black Runners of the GTA, and I imagine GTA is for Greater Toronto Area.
1: That is correct. You are correct, and um, Toronto, I love it. It is a huge melting pot of the city. Um, when you describe Toronto, you describe like all the different cultures. So I remember watching a comedy show where they said Toronto is just like New York, but without all that stuff. But and it is just like New York without all that stuff. It is just all different types of cultures around the world. And it's kind of it's kind of an odd situation. But when I was running in races, I hardly saw any black people. And I don't know what that was like, I. I would whisper to my brother, and we're like, Where are all the black people? <laughs> and you, you would go to a race, and it's like at least 97% Caucasian people and no black people. Hardly a little sprinkle of like um, people of color. And I don't know if I've ever seen an indigenous runner in Toronto, but if the majority is Caucasian, it's kind of weird when half of the population is like multicultural.
0: And is that the reason you started the Instagram page? I want to know a little bit more um, about I started it because, your interest. Yeah,
1: I started it because I felt that it's twofold. After the death of Ahmaud Arbery, um, I felt like why were people seeing him, why did people see him as a threat? And I was more focused on the why. And I started the page because I felt like... Even within the Black community, people feel that don't see themselves as runners or do even think that it's something that they could do. And then the other the other aspect is I felt like representation. I felt like a lot of the people that were at the starting line at these races, they didn't really know that there was a whole other community of runners out there that they could like diversify their own their own prospect of what a runner might be instead of like instead of just assuming that black people don't run or people of color don't run. But I started it just to get a more than one like story out there to get a different perspective of different types of runners that are in Toronto.
0: And it's a relatively new page. So what has the feedback been like for you?
1: It's been actually really positive. I, I was a little taken back, that I just thought, you know, I'll do this in my fair time and see what happened. But every time I talk to somebody or approach someone about the idea or the concept, it's been well-received, especially within the running community. Um, because I'm not trying to say that we're exclusively focusing on Black runners, but I want to try to incorporate more inclusivity. So I want to say that we're inclusively focusing on the running community. So we're going to try to sit down and try to figure out as a collective, how is the best way that we can all be better and diversify and include More black runners, or people of color, or indigenous runners.
0: When you say "we," are you working with other black runners or you know BIPOC runners too?
1: No, no, I meant the collective "we." (laughs) But it's just it's just me. Um, and my brother helps me sometimes. That are just just working on it. Um, I get questions and I I answer black. I reach out to people and have them like answer those questions, and then I come up with something. But just focusing on their story and just trying to humanize like the runner and just be inspired by their story.
0: Has there been a particular story that you've come across so far that has surprised you or inspired you?
1: Well, I haven't gone into too many, but a lot of them, everyone is unique and you can find something within them. I think my favorite so far is the last one that I did with Quentin Jacobs, which was
0: um, inspiring, especially
1: because he does so much with the community.
0: And so you mentioned inclusivity and, you know, diversity in running. And I want to ask you, how do, how do we make, the sport of running in general, long distance running, because I tend, I think track and field tends to be a little bit more more diverse. I think so. How do we make distance running a little more inclusive feeling?
1: Well, I've been reading a lot and researching a lot. So the one post that I did today was about a British group in England that came up with this report called Diversity in Cycling. And a lot of that stuff and the information from there, I feel that can start with um, diversity in running, um, in distance, especially with the grounds level. Like it's a grassroots kind of operation about what running crews can do and also inviting people and just checking their own biases and just bringing it in and also bringing in black, more black runners. Um, I also think that when we start um, groups that feature Black runners as well, or just the Black community, and it's a welcoming, and an open um, place for them as well, might encourage more um, Black runners to participate.
0: Along those lines, from your perspective, and you've mentioned it, mentioned it a little bit, what is the running scene like in Toronto from your perspective?
1: From my perspective, um, I have tried a couple of running groups, um, not going to say which one they were, but you know, I did feel like I was an oddity. I did feel like I know that everyone was really welcoming and everyone was welcoming, but I felt like because I'm put in that situation where I'm the one of only, I felt like a microscope has been put on me and I couldn't focus on what I had to do when it comes to running. I felt like it was more under a microscope. So I find a lot of the running groups, It even when I Google searched and tried to look for a running group where I felt that there was more diversity they're either not in my area far away and it was hard to find um i think i'm sorry and i forgot to mention this another aspect of why i started this group is because i on facebook i was a part of the black community group in toronto which is huge and i thought you know if i can't find a running group or a partner to run with that i felt comfortable with maybe i'll put it in that facebook group and ask and when i did i got like 200 comments and i'm like wow (laughs) didn't expect that to be so much. But if I'm looking and I need to find someone to run or people are questioning or wanting to get into running, but they didn't know how or couldn't find a place that they were comfortable in, then it's a need that I felt that needed to be shared or needed to be known.
0: Yeah, I think accessibility is is kind of a huge uh, problem for why there aren't more, Yeah, you know, distance black or, you know, BIPOC runners in distance sports or other sports where it's predominantly white. And it's pretty cool that you are working to Kind of change that in in your way.
1: I'm um, yeah, in my way. I'm hoping that I can make a small drop in the bucket <laughs> of change. But I felt like it needed to be it needed to go out. It needed to be out there in order for something to happen. I didn't want to be. I didn't want it to pass by and not do anything. Even though I had the idea.
0: And you mentioned in your answer that you've tried a few running groups and you know we're kind of lukewarm on it. Have you been able to find? Newer running groups that are a little bit more diverse where you don't feel like you stand out?
1: Well, yeah, there was one. But again, it was not on my side of the city and it was pretty far away. But I made an effort to go and get up really early in the morning to go. And it was it was an awesome experience. You know, it felt like home. It was good.
0: I know you're you're pretty busy with life in general. But have you ever started about creating your group on your side of town or with other runners you know?
1: Definitely have thought about that I feel that's something that that's definitely something that I'm thinking about doing but the pandemic (laughs) has caused me very like I get a little fearful being in groups because I'm not sure what how many people we're supposed to be with um and also I'm pretty touchy-feely about the whole entire asthma situation so I try not to I want to get out there but the whole pandemic issue (laughs) is causing a damper on me proceeding forward with that.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely tough and creates many issues that we can't really solve. Yeah. Also, I would like to ask you, well, let me ask you, yeah, what's running been like in the in current times?
1: Oh, in current times, I continue to still wake up really early. I'm recently injured. I have like a shin splint, which I'm getting over. But when I do go running, it'll be like three, four times in a week. But I would get up super early before the kids wake up and get out there for about four forty minutes and then come back and then but I would just go by myself early in the morning.
0: Yeah, at least you're you're getting it out there. You're better than me for getting up and out the door early. I I struggled.
1: put your alarm clock far away from your bed
0: that's a great idea i need i need to work on getting out earlier because when i do i enjoy it but if i don't i definitely linger and i kind of want to go back to uh, representation and you brought up ahmaud arbery i want to ask two questions the first one i want to ask is how did his death affect you
1: that one that affected me a lot like um the mere fact that nothing happened for so long and then I watched the video it affected me and made me collectively mourn every single time that I went on a run it really weighed heavily on my heart because it was the same as Trevor Martin where he's just running and they just assumed that he was doing something wrong and then They killed him because of that, because of the color of his skin. So that really affected me.
0: Um, But, yeah. And then I would like to also ask, what does representation mean to you?
1: Representation is twofold. Um, The first being that it's being seen, um, being heard. And the second one would be um, just being included in part of the conversation that when you guys can, when someone considers something like a race or anything of that nature, they also consider the representation of BIPOC runners as well.
0: You know, you the Instagram page is one way you're doing to, to change things. How, how do you think in the Toronto area, that it can be better like the representation aspect
1: well i i just do you mean like a part outside of running or just Uh, well running in running in general i would like i would like more black runners the field I don't know, just part of the culture of the running community to know that they they are included, that they should be included, that they should be considered, that they could be working on their health or for their mental health and just know the positive benefits and the joy of running that running brings to them that could bring to them. Um, I'm not really sure why they don't why black runners don't embrace or don't know about the running community. And I just feel that it's time to just change the narrative. I hope I'm making sense.
0: (laughs) No, that makes sense. And I don't know if you've got a chance to listen to my first episode where I interviewed one of my friends, Angela Swain, and she mentioned how one day she went to a running group in a suburb of Chicago here. And it was all, you know, older white people. And she didn't even go because she mentioned how, you know, you talked about earlier being one of, you know, being the only black person there. And she goes, she was just tired of being the only black person in a lot of places. Yeah. And so I can imagine how, you know, that would affect many BIPOC runners in general, if running is supposed to be an escape for some people, being the only one, you know, at a group can be stressful.
1: It is stressful because at the level that you have to be perfect or excellent at something in order to be considered serious is kind of stressful. You just, you just want to be present and not be picked apart like I felt a lot of the time the questions would be oh what's your pace how fast can you run oh you run this fast but you should run faster like it always felt like whatever answer I put would have been put under a microscope that it wasn't really deemed to be what a runner is and I sometimes just couldn't deal with
0: that stress and I I would just run by myself let's I want to ask a question that I don't know if either of us truly have the answer to but how would you teach that person or people asking you those questions? Hey, that makes me a little stressed. I'm just here to run and enjoy my time.
1: I don't know if it's up to me to teach them in that sense. I'm hoping that they would take it on themselves to educate themselves in order to know what would make a person of color or a BiPIC runner feel more comfortable and at ease. Um, and I guess that's another reason why that Instagram account was created was in hopes to make make people more aware of their own biases or what they might be doing in order to perpetuate a system of systemic racism and. Um, just hoping that they would just see within themselves. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. I also think in a way this is just from my perspective. uh, I don't, sometimes I don't mind answering those questions because Mm -hmm. maybe if I answer those questions, they can learn or They'll be willing to explore a little bit more and say, hey, maybe I shouldn't ask those questions.
1: This is very true. And I'm this is very true. I'm pretty laid back. And despite despite the fact that I started this Instagram page, I I went to a school and most of the activities and everything that I have done, I have always been the one and only or the one of few black people in a room. And even though I'm from an area of Toronto, where it's predominantly black people or people of color, which is Scarborough, um, I still managed to go to a school where I was the one and only in my class, one of only or one of three in my class. So I get a lot of those questions and I usually just, I'm pretty laid back. I, I laid back into the whatever questions that they have. I usually do it, but then there's certain times when you just like I just can't. <laughs> or like I don't want to deal with it anymore. I had a long day.
0: <laughs> but yeah. And- I understand. And how is you know, all of the the I guess unrest that has been happening over the past few months, you know, affected you?
1: Um you know, obviously collectively mourning, pretty um upset. Um but I felt a sense of now that everyone's aware like I think the most poignant description of the event was by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he wrote that op-ed in the LA Times where he said that racism is like dust in a room you don't notice it until light is shining on it and I feel that's what this has this moment in history or this movement in history has been it's been the collective like turning on the light and everyone is aware of it. So in that sense, if we were all had allergies and we didn't know why we are sneezing until we turned on the light and then realized, oh my goodness, there's dust in this room, which is actually racism. I feel like it has empowered me that that we can know that there's actually dust in this room and we can start to clean it up um I find that the unrest has made me more vocal like I won't sit back and just sit there and just notice that I'm the only one who notices that there's dust in this room usually now that now everyone is aware that it's there I feel I feel more empowered and more vocal and really and trying to clean it up or the little bit that we can do to clean it up, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and since creating the Instagram page or and then you mentioned those comment you had on Facebook, have you heard from other, you know, BIPOC runners of yeah, um, I think, and running.
1: yeah, I have. And I feel that we've all found each other online, um, which is great. Like, I feel that we made the community of Black runners and BIPOC runners much stronger that we can see each other. So it would be awesome if when races start that we can always like convene together before a race happens and give each other our positive energy and then get out there and know that we are there for each other and we found that community. So I feel like that that's the best part about this
0: is that we've been able to find and identify each other. That's great. And, you know, I want to ask, I forgot to ask earlier, but what are some of your future goals for the page?
1: Um, my future goals is just more stories. Um, I wouldn't mind. I have like so many ideas, um, but just focusing on the running, obviously, um, black and bipec runners would be awesome. Even try to incorporate making allyship a verb, seeing how people would go out and ask more people of color Indigenous people, Black people, if they would join them on a run, making themselves known that they're a runner and being as welcoming as possible, something where that is featured would be awesome. It would be awesome to one day work with a race and see if we can have more inclusivity, Um, maybe if allyship with something that was a part of it and just inviting your friend and stuff of that nature. But I have so many ideas for the page and I want to get out there in the community. But again, the pandemic has caused me to like pivot and just try to make virtual running and trying to get out there and the stories and inspiring people or more people of color to continue running is
0: where the focus is right now. I think that's a great goal. And yeah, it's just tough right now with the pandemic and you know, not being able to say, hey, let's meet at Suston Church Park and go for a 5K loop and then just hang out because we yeah. are not really supposed to. I know. I like I like all the ideas you have. Um, one question I uh, – another question I have is I always, I've asked this to a few other of the BIPOC runners, but how do we get younger BIPOC runners involved? Because I also think that is an area where if we do that – inclusion and diversity will be a lot better?
1: I think so too. Um, It's actually, I feel like I'm the old guard coming out. And in Toronto, there's so many young runners of color. I feel that they feel more empowered into running than my era, I guess. (laughs) But um, that's a great question. I feel that if we get it more in schools, it would be more ideal, like to know that Younger people don't have to focus, if they don't want to, on sprints that they can do more cross country or more long distance running and still be effective to know that that's something that they can do. I'm quite sure it's like that now to some extent but in my day it wasn't it wasn't really offered um or just assumed that you would just go into one sort of branch of running and that was it you're just going to be a sprinter
0: I want to expound on that a little bit because I noticed on your your instagram page yesterday you posted that story about stereotypes And I feel and I've talked to other runners about being forced into not forced, but, you know, being looked at and going, hey, you're a sprinter. Yeah. Is there a way to change that? Like what's, how do you change that mindset of having a coach or coaches? And then I don't think it's just
1: solely on the coach as well. I also think that's something that I don't know. uh, I'm just talking on my own behalf kind of thing. Like, I don't know for sure. And I'm all big about facts, but I assumed that it's also in the black community as well, that they only see themselves as sprinter because that's all they see. So my idea was that if they saw themselves saw a more distant runner or knew that distance running was a thing that they might be more inclined to say hey I want to do 5k or I want to do 800 or mid-level distance running and I'll be okay with that kind of thing Um, and just know that that's something that they could do that that would be also as cool as doing sprints
0: you mentioned the word cool and that is something that has come up throughout many of my interviews like I think I think we think running is cool yes (laughs) But how do we? I would love to know how we change the idea that running isn't cool, but and you go back to sprints, I think it's because during major events, the sprints are highlighted,
1: yeah, and that that is something that people will just talk about, plan out their whole entire like Olympic schedule is to watch the sprints um and it's more exciting um but I think distance running is exciting too, but it's not for everyone. But when you see, I think to really enjoy distance running, I think it's something that you would have to partake in in order to know how phenomenal those athletes are in order to understand it. So I guess like, I know I didn't appreciate it as much when I was doing sprinting to watch distance running as I am now. Like I love to watch distance running as well as the sprints. I love to watch the whole track and field component, but it's more one of those things where you have to do in order to really appreciate to know the power of those athletes.
0: I completely agree with you because I think if people knew how hard it it is to do what, you know, Elliot Kipchoge does over a long distance, they'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But you're right, because, you know, if they don't do distance, they're like, oh, that looks boring. And that's kind of easy. Sprinting is so much more fun. Yeah. It's quick and it's over, but they don't realize how hard those sprinters are working. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, you enjoy track and field more off the whole component now. Mm-hmm. When did that transition happen from you? you know, just enjoying sprints to actually enjoying all of it?
1: Um, well, I won't always watch all of it. (laughs) I would always just watch all of it. Um, but I think I'd enjoy the marathon much more after I did more of the distance running. So I think after university, when I graduated university, I was thinking about doing more running um, because I was just like, oh, I I just just need something. (laughs) I was thinking about doing more running, but I always limited myself in my own mind, always my worst enemy by thinking, oh, that's not something you can do, you know, just focus on hiking or other aspects. But but I was always into just the distance running more so after university.
0: Since you've gotten back into running, how has it affected your your mentality? Do you feel like you've gotten stronger in other aspects of your life or have other aspects of your life helped your running?
1: Well, I think that running has definitely empowered me. When you feel that, when I would feel that I had no power in certain situations or I couldn't control everything, I knew that I can always control and work through my running plan. So, and it's one thing that I felt when, when, when running that it's something that no one can take away from you kind of thing it's it all depends on your own mental state so the only person that can say that you can't do it or shouldn't do it is just yourself and it's just a battle between yourself but there's no outside forces telling you oh you can't do that oh you should think twice it's
0: all all up to you and, and it just empowers you on what you can do you know, that made me think of another question. And I was having a conversation with uh, another coach the other day. You know, in other sports, there, you know, there are like certain little rewards like in basketball, it's the ball going through the hoop or in hockey, it's putting it in the net, you know, little things like that. Is Do you think part of that is the reason just certain people in general don't get involved with running?
1: I guess so. I guess so. But I, I would say that there's another, I would take another look at it or another spin on it. It's that you would have to tell people that running is something that is between yourself. There are other people out on the track or on the course with you, but really the ultimate person that you are running against is yourself. So I feel like maybe if you tell them that they're competing with themselves in order to for them to know that they're getting better, would be a way to like to spark more people into running, especially by pick runners, just to let them know that they have the power to know that they can do running and it's within them, then no one else is going to take that away from you kind of thing.
0: Do you feel that, you know, over since university that mentally you've become a me- more mental, mentally stronger runner or is that? Something you're still working on.
1: Uh, Something I'm still working on, but I do feel that I become became a stronger runner and it has helped me in other aspects of my life. Knowing that I can do something no matter how hard it is, if I stick with it and be determined and focused, I can do it. But with that being said... I was also one of those people that would always stick through things with determination and discipline when it became to like something like music. But it was hard because there was always outside forces that you like your teacher would tell you you didn't perform that correctly. You have to do it that or your timing is wrong. Everything is wrong. And you know how they coach you and that it has to be to a level of perfection. Um, I felt with um, running, I can perfect it on my own. Maybe because I don't have a coach, really, but I can perfect it on my own and then I can go with that and build on that within myself kind of thing. There was no outside forces telling me that I couldn't do it or wasn't good enough. I think that makes sense. You might not
0: have a good answer to this at the moment, but... What future running goals do you have for yourself?
1: Well, I did have the future running goal of getting a better 5K time, mostly timing, um, mostly timing. But I think that my running goals have changed more so even before the pandemic. I always tried for better times and I was working on timing, but it was more of a humanitarian aspect after that. It just became how much money can I fundraise? How much more money can I fundraise for a particular cause? So my running goals have changed slightly. Although I do love running to get a personal best, I feel that running is something more
0: than that. Expound on on that idea of running being a little more to you.
1: Um, so the fundraising component, um, community aspect of it, you know, to know that you can empower a youth like a child or another woman or a man or someone who's going through mental health issues and know that they can use running as a form of healing kind of thing um, to help them with their mindset. And it's just become much more, especially in even more so in a pandemic, in the sense that it prepares you mentally to know that what you're going through is more, mm, it's more at the moment, like, you know, you... When you're running, distance running has prepared you for like the moment. Like it's just that one leg in front of another and it makes you focus, it makes you mindful of what you're doing in that moment. And of course you visualize, but you're not so much focused on the focus on the end of the race so much. You're just focused on that moment and just getting pushing past that difficult time. So I feel that that's a skill that that that's what running has become for me kind of thing.
0: No, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. And I would say for, definitely for me during this whole situation, running has you know, taught me to be patient, yeah. try not to make predictions and really just take things day by day. Cause exactly. with running, you can train for a race of any distance, but you get to the day and you don't know what's going to happen. You hope. Yeah. It'll go well, but n- none of us know what's going to happen. And I think it's definitely taught me even more to go with the flow.
1: Exactly. And I feel like running, distance running, has prepared us to be more resilient. And it's something, a skill that we should be telling or helping other people who are not used to under the pressures of like a race or how runners usually think.
0: If that makes sense. No, it makes absolute sense. Um, I want to ask, how would we... Do you, how old are your kids first? (laughs) So my oldest is nine.
1: My middle one just had a birthday. She's seven and my youngest is four.
0: Are any of them into running or do you hope they get into it?
1: I hope they get into running. My oldest, I take her to races and I make her do runs with me and she absolutely despises it and doesn't understand why I'm making her go through that torture. But I'm hoping that she would eventually come around. My youngest is all for it. She is all into it. She wants to do it all the time. So on the treadmill, it
0: doesn't make a difference. If she sees me doing it, she wants to do it. Uh, Yeah, I just just noticed you got a new treadmill. How has that been treating you?
1: I love it. (laughs) I love it. And it's going to get more use the more colder it gets outside because I don't do winter running. I'm a a
0: big fan of winter running, to be honest. No, once it's
1: minus eight, cap on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you found a way to to, you know, to stay active. I despise treadmills and that is a big reason why I will run pretty much through anything in the winter. Yeah. Outside of running, you know, go back to the music and art. What are some things you do for fun? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fun. Um I'm um, pretty boring and pretty nerdy. Um so music is one of them. I do love my clarinet. Um I do like to draw um pencil drawings, paintings. Um I do when I used to have time, I used to love reading. Um and then reading to the point that I would always have to find out what the author did in their life. So I always find out like their biography to know how much of their life that they used to incorporate it into the actual story. Um, I love movies. I love just sitting there watching a movie, dissecting it, and really like shows that are well-written. I just love stuff like that. So that's about it.
0: You know, a lot of us have had time to watch a lot of movies and Netflix and all that such. What's, you know, your... Favorite movie that you've watched lately?
1: Oh, (laughs) that's a tough one. Well, geez, now I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. It was Lucius, I think it was, on Netflix. Or no, on Prime, and it was pretty good. Um, what else? Mm, can't think of it. There was one that I watched that was really good, but I can't remember it anymore. Sorry. I'm going go- <laughs> like to Google it. That's my old brain taking effect.
0: No, that's wor- that's all right. It's right. I'm sure it's been a long day for both of us.
1: <laughs> the coke isn't kicking in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah um, in the meantime i I wanted to ask you if you know a little bit about Terry Fox. I hear so much about him, and I feel like it's a story that all runners should know.
1: It is a story that all runners should know, so he's kind of a Canadian icon, a legend um He was a humanitarian and cancer research activist kind of thing. He lost his leg to cancer. And even when he was getting it amputated, he was like, you know, he was like intrigued by marathon running. But what he decided to do after his leg was amputated, he wanted to run across Canada to raise money for cancer research. I think at that time, the cancer was pretty advanced, but he still did it. And it was his marathon of hope. And then his marathon of hope. So I think, I can't remember how long he did it for, but he did a lot of it, a lot of running every single day. I think the, like each day he did like a marathon in a bit distance. Um, But yeah, he is a Canadian icon for that. He brought like the whole entire country together. And I think this took place, I was obviously really young. It was like um, 1981, 1980.
0: And then one final question I want to ask you kind of in in terms of inspiration. How do you hope to inspire other BIPOC runners with your page?
1: I'm hoping that they can see, uh, like if it's just a young person scrolling through their Instagram account, they would see, oh, who's this person? And then they notice that that person kind of looks like them and they would be inspired that maybe they can have that kind of like uh aha moment. Even if they know that running is so much more than just getting a personal best or a fast time that they can use running to advocate for themselves, to find their voice, to fundraise, even for a cause that they're very close to. Um, just to know that there's more to running than just running itself. I'd um, like them to take that away from take that away um, to know that they can feel inspired and empowered themselves.
0: That's a great answer. And Actually, another question. Uh, Is there anything else that you would like to say about the page or things you're hoping to accomplish?
1: From the page? I'm just hoping that that people just take away that they can um, just inspire as well as I'm hoping that the running crews within Toronto as well can diversify or get ideas or even diversify their own like people that they follow on Instagram would be awesome. And Toronto like I said before, is a big melting pot of cultures. And I would like to see that also in the running community. And I'm not really sure why it's not like that, but but it should be. <laughs> but I just want it to be a big melting pot like how Toronto is.
0: I, I agree with you just in general. And Melanie, I, I thank you for your time tonight and i enjoyed the conversation
1: oh i enjoyed the conversation too thank you for having me on i was really super nervous
0: <laughs> oh don't you you're great thank you for reaching out it, i think it's something that people will get something out of thank you for taking time out of your day to join me melanie be sure to follow melanie at black runners of the gta on instagram it's awesome what melanie is trying to accomplish for the toronto running community thank you for listening And thank you for sharing. I'll talk to you soon.